us on Patreon. <laughs> hear us chanting stupid things. <laughs> Once we get that a Patreon. take it a long way. Well, um, welcome back to another episode of the Palladian Papists. I'm James. I'm Nathan. And I may or may not possibly, slightly with a touch of awkward difficulty, still be Riley. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, welcome to another episode. This week's topic, um, we're going to do kind of a Thomistic objections to our own arguments episode today. We're going to be discussing... Um, we last last week we talked about um, you know video games being art and the good we can draw from them. This week is going to be a little more focused on some of the dangers associated with video games. Indeed, and I'm sure that certain of you out in the audience who might not be so familiar with games are probably like, "Yes, vindication! <laughs> video games cause violence." Video games are just a waste of time. You know, I, I, I've seen my, my friends, my kids, book. whatever, just get sucked into them and have no life because of it. And it's, it's really affecting them spiritually. So I, I think right. that there is certainly some merit to those ideas. And so that, that's kind of the point of this discussion is to also recognize that while we think video games are pretty sweet, there is some potential harm to them. Mm-hmm. As with anything, if done to excess, it can cause problems. Yep. Yes. Virtue is the balance between two extremes. So, I guess to kick things off, um, what? Let's see. What what was um, one of the dangers we were we were talking about as we were getting ready for this? It was, um, well, I guess mindlessly playing video games for the sheer pleasure of it and not truly appreciating the game for what it is is like one of the dangers of playing video games or you just kind of veg out and play whatever game it is that you play for hours on end just to sort of escape from life and which a lot of people actually say is like one of the primary motives for playing video games um i kind of i tend to push back a bit on that it's not about escaping life so much as it is enjoying something that's good and sure, it can be like a pastime, something you do to relax. But I don't think the point is to escape from life, but to rather supplement it with things. So if you're trying to like bury yourself in video game to try to like drown your sorrow, in concept, it's not unlike an alcoholic trying to drown out their woes or what have you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And while the occasional escapism isn't entirely bad right just the 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 story and immersing yourself in a work of art Mm -hmm. right but doing it to escape your life your responsibilities your your life things like you know maybe interiorly you should be praying about instead of trying to forget about right yeah so i think one of the um the major dangers with that sort of encourages this kind of escapist behavior is there are, there's a a model of game design or there's, there's a couple of models of game design that are sort of by design, trying to draw you in and get you to play hours and hours at a time. So take, for example, something like world of Warcraft or any MMO, really there's basically an infinite amount of stuff you can do. But, I mean, so, 
you there's like limits on how much one person can do on one account in in a given week so they place limits on the really powerful stuff to try to discourage you from doing that but then people will go and make like nine or ten characters so that they can continuously go through and get those powerful rewards so like here's an example of a game design pattern that's trying to discourage you from um spending too much time on it and kind of making it so that you're limited in what you can accomplish but people circumvent it by doing something else entirely so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um what are some other design patterns that are predatory and how much um, they encourage you to play things with any any kind of infinite scaling so that you know you you as you continue to get rewards for doing something there's no diminish in the returns that's a design mm -hmm. pattern that can be very dangerous and there's lots of things out there like that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially games with like competitive ladders right. where you're where you have basically you're competing against everyone in your region so you could probably play until kingdom come if you are not the number one person on the number one ranks person so mm -hmm. those sorts of things have the potential by their by their nature to to suck you in and keep you playing with all of your extra all of your free time yeah there's a there's like a con are you guys familiar with the term a skinner box nope it's like I've a psychology thing i've heard it before I, oh I, I wait no 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 yeah i remember yeah, the psychology thing psychology, isn't that yeah is that the one where you teach a rat to push a button and give it food and it'll push the button over and over yeah yeah that yeah. was that was the basic process yeah where it was just like um to the point yeah where it was just sort of an automatic reaction where it's like oh if i do this thing i will get pleasure so yeah there there, there are games specifically designed like that to entice people to just sink time and money into it particularly like mobile games are really bad about this it's yeah like, that's all they have they're like designed to behave in a similar way to like slot machines and stuff at casinos where you get the flashing lights and like you know trigger the dopamine hit and try to get you to keep coming back for more um but ultimately costing you time and money depending on what uh what the case may be mm -hmm. um other things too can be um continuing with the with like competitive games example like sometimes limited time events i've noticed at least from what i've played are like or it's like oh, okay i've got to like grind to get this thing um but even so even though like this event where you might get this reward lasts like a week you really only have like a few days maybe that you can realistically spend time on it but then during those few days you blow a lot of time um playing to get this little reward in a video game that could have probably been better spent elsewhere. Um, things like that. Those are some game features, I guess, that come to mind. Um, it's also a mi very much a mindset thing. Yeah. Right? I, the, the, the thing a, is that um, the way we try to approach games is as, a, as an act of leisure. So for those of you who might not be familiar, leisure, when we use this term, is sort of referring to Joseph Pieper's um, Leisure, the Basis of Culture, how he would mm -hmm. define leisure as sort of a way to experience God through the natural. Right. So it's, when, it's we, when we play games, we try to make it an act of leisure where we are intentional about what's going on and we are like conscious and, you know, c communicating with God as we do it. So it's something where we are not trying to look past the now. 
We are mm-hmm. actually very much present in the now, and that's a key component of leisure, where we are um, doing something outside of ourselves, but it is still oriented toward God. And that's the other thing about leisure, too, that uh, Pieper talks about in that book, is it's not the absence of work, but the presence of rest. And true rest can only really come when you're at peace with God. So assuming that you're taking care of your responsibilities and your prayer life and your personal life and your relationships, etc., and you're t- setting time aside to rest and enjoy something good, um, that's ultimately um, can be a prayerful act that you're offering up the good of a, a video game, a book, or a movie that you enjoy that um, can help you uh, be closer to God in the things you do. Now, that's not to say like when we're playing video games where we have like the Summa Theologiae in, in one hand and Halos over our heads and just drinking holy waters. We, 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 we don't it. play Halo with Halos. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hail but, Mary, full of grace. I'm shooting a guy in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing quite like that. Um, but I mean, like, it's good to, as like an, an ideal, a goal to set where you have that mindset where you're kind of training yourself to virtuously consume media and particular video games. So hopefully you kind of steer yourself away from that mindset where you are just kind of, well, mindlessly consuming games for the pleasure of it. You, you have to be intentional mm-hmm. and be critical mm-hmm. and be ordered in yeah. all that you do. And temperate. Like I remember growing up, like the strict half hour limits there were on playing computer games. I know it was so hard to peel myself away from Reader Rabbit, but um, that's <laughs> basically all, all I had access to growing up. But um, that half hour, like limits like that is like, oh man, when I'm older, I can play video games for as long as I want. Um, and I certainly went through a time where I was just like binging video games. And it was like, I would like get done and be like, holy crap, I just wasted, I, well, I didn't waste, but I sort yeah. of did waste like six hours. Like, man, I could have done so much with that time. Six so. hours? <laughs> Amateurs. <laughs> what did you I say, seen, punk? I haven't seen the sun in 48 hours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from from my own perspective, like, I didn't have video games growing up at home. I didn't. We didn't have internet access. We didn't have any consoles or anything. Well, we did, but <laughs> my mom didn't really know that. So, <laughs> uh, because we weren't allowed to have them. So, like, when I... What I was like starved for something I wanted to have when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And so when I would go over to my friends' houses, that would be all I do. Like to the point of not spending time with my friend that I was at their house, mm-hmm. I would just play games the whole time. So it is like when you deny it so strictly, it can like come back to, you know, you're just like so starved for it that you want to spend all your time doing it. So that's something that I can totally relate to because... Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't have a healthy relationship with it at all. It's like right. it was either like I spent when I went to my dad's house over the summer for like two weeks, I would play games like 14 hours a day. Like I would eat mm-hmm. and I would sleep and play Diablo 2. <laughs> and that was it. So and then the rest of the year I didn't at all. So yeah, I mean, it certainly has the potential to suck you in if you aren't being mindful about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um and so the thing too is like if you notice if you notice you're using video games to excess, it's worthwhile to um well just kind of it depends on the person too. Um and just because you play a lot of video games doesn't 
necessarily mean you're playing to excess. You have to do a little bit of soul searching and examine. Yeah, you yourself. have to be honest with yourself. Right. Because, but what I can say is that usually just cold turkey, cutting them out of your life is not usually the right mm. solution at all. Right. Or with any other thing that you're like sort of addicted to. That's never a good answer. It's, it might, well, cause sometimes you might be tempted. It's like, oh man, I really have to take control of this. I'm going to go cold turkey, like do the most extreme thing, but you'd be far better off. Don't swing the pendulum too hard the other way. It's going to come back, back even harder. Yeah. So more like putting achievable limits on yourself. Give um, yourself achievements. Yeah. <laughs> Virtue achievements. Imagine if that happened. Chastity unlocked. Uh, <laughs> sobriety, uh, sobriety unlocked. Excellence unlocked. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I feel like the, the virtue achievements would be like levels of virtue, like uh -huh. you know, sobriety level one. Like level you don't one. you don't just achieve or chastity. Like, you don't just achieve a virtue someday. You no. gotta grind you, you, at you, it. You, <laughs> <laughs> you, you gotta, gotta level up your virtue, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Noobs. Um but yeah, it's something where you sort of over time develop a strength. It's kind of like exercising a muscle. Um, is the most one of the most common analogies for growing in virtue. So if you notice you're playing video games to excess, maybe limit yourself to like something something reasonable. Like, okay, I'm going to not play video games past a certain time. Well, what I would say is it, it's almost like a spiritual plan of life where you have to like carve out time for it. Mm -hmm. You don't say, okay, when I'm done with my homework, then I get to play. Well, mm -hmm. then... When are you done with your homework? When are you done when with you your homework? When you dictate. When you, that, that's entirely up to you. So if you're, if you're really trying to you know, manage your, your usage of any kind of medium, I would totally suggest carving out specific time in your day. Okay, from mm -hmm. 9 to 10, I'm going to play whatever game that I want to play. Mm -hmm. So that you ensure you have also set aside time for things that you need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there's using video games to excess. There is also um, another danger that video games can pose. Predatory monetization. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. That that that's bad design. That's not good. That's it, not it's cool. it's kind of related to like using video games to excess, but there are games that are like I, I don't know that that's necessarily true. It, it's well, it can you can you can like play a game for an hour a day, but the monetization model of it will encourage you to buy a new thing well, every yeah. time. It, it, every it encourages time. that excess of play and excess of, of excess of spending and it, it's an excess of like spending more so than it is of playing. I mm -hmm. I mean, there's sometimes a correlation. They feed off each other if yeah, you're not careful. Yeah, yeah to it an depends extent, on your to mindset. an extent. Mm -hmm. But essentially, for those of you who might not be familiar, there's some the way some games operate is that th you don't have to pay for the game up front it's fork free to knife. play fork knife <laughs> fortnite yeah as we we call it fork knife derisively because i think the game is terrible and no one should play it i tried and it twice and i just sorry jonathan blevins but the game <laughs> you play all day sucks <laughs> yeah. And I just don't care for shooters in the first place so i never batted an eye twice about it yeah at any rate so the way these games make their money is by having cosmetics that you can get that change the appearance of your character or your weapons or what have you. So essentially, it's entirely opt-in, but 
there's often a lot of like peer pressure with it because most everyone else in a game that has cosmetics, you'll see other people with them and you'll be like, oh, that's really cool. Oh, look at this I better, default I better skin get some noob of over here. Yeah, and people cosmetic. will look down on you if you don't have some of these things because you're you're not willing to invest in the game, so you must not be particularly good at it. And the cosmetics are rarely ever worth in-game currency. It's always real-world yes, It's world almost always real money. Mm-hmm. And so this way of monetizing games can be dangerous if you aren't really conscious of what they're trying to do. So you can... It's like every week you might spend five bucks on a new thing. Over the course of six months, you'd spend a couple hundred dollars. Whereas with, say, a triple A AAA game or like a really big open world title, you might only spend $60 every six months. Mm-hmm. So you end up spending a lot more on these a lot of the time, which is why more and more companies are going towards that monetization model. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To the point where you have the Star Wars Battlefront Two got into the new like, one, yeah, the new one. one, the, 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 the EA new one. one, not the at, original, at not the original. The name of which shall not be spoken out of reverence. <laughs> <laughs> but even by, though it shares uh, the exact same name, was it was it Bioware? No, Pandemic made the original one. Uh, um, but at any rate, um, yeah, the most recent one by EA. <laughs> 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 What? It's in the game. No, it's in you. It's your problem. Anyway, we could go on about that. But they're the Disney of the video game world, basically. Except, except, except more, the, except more evil. Yeah. And well, Dis- Disney is turning into the Disney of the video though. game world. But at any rate, um, the most recent Star Wars Battlefront game, um, they actually, I believe, got sued because of their loot box system, where you like it. It was it was something to do with like betting odds. Um, well, yeah, they they basically got forced to disclose the odds of winning certain things because it's so, essentially partic- gambling. And particularly since you could only unlock characters like Darth Vader very easily through that method, mm-hmm. it was like still a tiny percent chance you'd get him, but you'd have to pay to get him. Right, and the overall, based on like what I gathered from the outside, because I I hadn't played the game myself until recently with my brother who has a PlayStation Four or whatever, but. Um, at or first, whatever. for whatever, yeah. Um, he, uh, well, the game at first was, well, people said that that sort of thing just kind of ruined the experience because you had these people who were like content to basically pay to win the game, um, ruining the experience for people who wanted to like play it organically and and upgrade and level up and all that sort of thing. But eventually. They finally got the message and basic and took that completely out of the game, and so it's actually pretty decently playable now. But yeah, um, you have Fortnite, you have a lot of mobile games like are specifically designed for this. Like it's a it's a gambling machine dis- disguised as a game. Um, Aren't all gambling, gambling machines, machines are just kind game. of disguised as games? Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> what a, what's a uh, yeah, like I haven't played Apex Legends, but I would assume there's like some similar things going on. Apex but, is a much better game in in terms of, but it's still a very, I'm sure, cosmetic based because it's free to play. So mm-hmm. that's just how they be. So, yeah, like they do. So yeah, be prudent with your money because um, God blesses you with resources, and He 
expects us to be good stewards of that. So it's not to say you can't spend it on leisurely things like video games and movies and books that are good for you. And you, like we talked about earlier, pursue in like a leisurely fashion. Um, but be mindful of how you spend your money on video games in particular, because they can really suck you down a really mm-hmm. bad, really bad uh, path. So financially yeah. speaking. Just, just be aware of what they're trying to do and that it makes all the difference really. <laughs> I mean, Knowing thing, is half the battle. Yeah. It's one thing if it's a D a DLC pack, right. That you know, that is getting is substantial and gives you some good content. Mm-hmm. It's another thing if it's, Oh, five, you spend $30 over the course of, two weeks just to get all the cool skins in fork knife, mm-hmm. you know? So th- there is a difference there. Yeah. It's just hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> the other thing about video games, I wrote in my blog about this, but they appeal to the male fantasy. <laughs> yeah. I wrote a blog post about this. <laughs> this, this is, is why I, I hate video games. Hate. <laughs> <laughs> they just appeal to the male fantasy. Now pet the dog or something. Yeah. I love I love those beans. You awake well rested. <laughs> you awake well rested. That's that's the real fantasy right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing, uh sometimes you have to be mindful of the types of games you're playing too and what sort of content is in there. Um custody of the eyes and that sort of thing. I know um Grand Theft Auto has a particularly bad reputation that way. Um, other games, you know, they have their character design is meant to be rather provocative. So like we were talking about with other things before, be mindful of what you're doing, be mindful of the game. Um, and sometimes there's like, you have to kind of find the line where a game isn't like, like crazy like that, where there's things like, like with movies and stuff where you just put on your big boy pants and don't internalize the bad internalize the good but when it when it comes to where you're just sort of kind of scraping through the bad to find little bits and pieces of good here that sort of we're i mean i'm really euphemizing this but like you know you you, if that game is probably not worth your time and it might even depending there's a difference between speed running metroid and seeing her in her underwear at the end and playing dead or alive or like Saints Row or you know, like GTA or what what have you. Mm-hmm. Games like that. Um yeah. So be mind yeah, be mindful of the type of game you're playing. And some <laughs> some games cutscenes are like an HBO movie. Where you're just like, ah, skip, 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 hit X, X, skip, skip, skip. But um, so yeah, be be prudent with the sort of content you're consuming. Which is the point of our podcast here is to talk about being prudent about that sort of thing. Welcome to Palladium Papis. Prudence. <laughs> the end. <laughs> anyway. Watch us. And with that. Break. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, copyright strike from above. It's like copyright is it, strike. Is it Spanish fleet public domain at this point? Uh, probably. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't really. Nobody's I feel like it. enough YouTubers use it to the point where it's fair use. Okay, it's fair use. I only had ninety percent of the song. Hey, we it. we it was a cover. We did it ourselves. Yes, it, it was is original. Fair use. We added. 
We added our own personal flair to it. (laughs) Our own artistic value was added. Our own lips, teeth, tongues, and vocal cords were used (laughs) in the making. (laughs) (laughs) The atoms that compose the air we breathed ourselves. Um, So, yeah, I I think we've pretty well covered. um, Most of the major points. Most of the major points. I mean. But there are other things to be talked about. Right. Violence, for instance. But that could merit its own set of violence well because it's not just limited to video games causing violence there's also like movies and other things like are media responsible for leading people to take bad actions and i guess the angle we were kind of more working towards here was like when it's it tempts us to be imprudent and intemperate with right with With, games and such with last episode we talked about the merits and the artistic integrity and the value that comes from the stories that can be told Mm -hmm. through video games right this episode we covered a lot of the design mentalities and traps developers can put you in just to get you to play more of their game without investing in real things right real, i guess real th- things of actual, things of actual substance. value substance mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> right so it's less don't another another thing you want to kind of be careful about when you're sort of examining yourself with this sort of thing is like don't focus so much on avoiding the bad but like more along the lines of what we talked about in last week's episode where seek the good in the things you're doing because it can be easy to kind of get almost a sort of scrupulosity if you're not careful oh yeah i know plenty of people who are very scrupulous about their usage of media because they used to abuse it mm-hmm. and they're like well i i you know i don't trust myself to to play games again i was like well I mean, if you if you feel that that's prudent, you might have to do that. But I think for the the vast majority of people, it's it's not really necessary. Mm-hmm. You can you can use video games in a healthy way, just as the same way you can use anything mm-hmm. in a healthy way. Yeah, yeah. It depends on your mindset and the kind of game you want you to consume and the intent and stuff. I don't know. Right, and if there's something where you have like this addictive behavior with video games and you find it difficult to address this problem on your own, then find, you know, somebody who can help you out, whether that be parents, spiritual director, you know, good friends, people who can help you regulate this behavior and sort of have it uh, master it as opposed to it mastering you. And not a player too. Yeah. <laughs> although, <laughs> although multiplayer games are an excellent way to spend an afternoon, mm-hmm. especially since, there are, they they have they have the potential to be a really good communal experience mm-hmm. or they could rip your community apart <laughs> well we uh, at our house we like to play smash bros a lot they and except by, by, except, we, we, by mean. we mean everybody but james <laughs> <laughs> i've never played learned the game on my own i've only been cast into the fire multiple times and left to drown um, we with, told you what the b button eventually <laughs> after like 5 years of like yeah <laughs> that's a story for another time but but anyway that that is it's a communal experience for us because mm-hmm. it's a thing we all we do as as a as a household mm-hmm. and it, it helps us to to grow together so mm-hmm. yeah so yeah and i crushed them <laughs> nathan is significantly I, better than I'm, the rest well, of us. i'm the guy that owned the game for longest so yeah there's that um anyway we're about I, done 
I think that's uh, I think that's we've, good to call we've it a pretty good uh, pretty good ground in this episode. So, all right, outro um, time. Out- um, in- insert outro here after insert we've outro done. after we figure out an outro. Um, we should have a scripted outro. Yeah, we, we should, and just like absolutely ham it up. Yeah. <laughs> but but for right now, I would say just uh, feedbacks appreciated. Keep it fair. Keep it, keep it critical. Keep it kind. Regardless of whether it's uh, critical or we do welcome complimentary constructive, or... um, constructive commentary. Yeah. So we appreciate that you guys would take if you do take the time to um, to, to listen shows you care enough to help us improve. So we appreciate that. Um, so yeah, subscribe, like, share, whatever depends on the Rate, platform. Do all the things. Do all the do things. Do all the things. Share. Share's the thing. Um, if you know somebody who you think might enjoy these dumb conversations that we have, because most of our friends don't. Um, <laughs> Which is why we have them, and we're sharing is, them with you in the This internet. is our outlet. <laughs> um, I mean, we've talked about them with ourselves enough. It's about time we heard someone else heard it. <laughs> and by that, like amongst ourselves, amongst not to ourselves. Stuff. I mean, I talk to myself I, sometimes. I also talk to myself. I, I talk to myself all the time. <laughs> Particularly when scraping my windshield. I'm great conversation. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Friends. God love you guys. You. Have uh, I was going to say have a good night, but I don't know what time of day you're listening to. Yes. This, so. You don't. You don't talk about what time it is. It's night something somewhere. Yes, on one one part of the world or another. But take care. God love you guys. See you in the night. Well, we'll be t- talk to you guys later. Bye.